your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Hey, hockey fans, you need more hockey news? Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the NHL. You can subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps happening every day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today wherever you get podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wilds, Zach Zeman, a regular uh, reoccurring guest, will be joining the show today to talk some interesting what-if scenarios for the Minnesota Wild involving some previous trades made by various regimes throughout uh, the course of team history. We'll also talk about the latest wrinkle in the Krill Kaprizov contract negotiations. My name is Seth Topol, your host of Lockdown Wild, veteran of over 10 years of Minnesota sports coverage, including the last couple of seasons covering your Minnesota Wild. Happy to have you along on a Monday edition of the show, July 12th. I still don't know where the time goes. Just seems like it's just continually just chugging along, chugging along, and we are just a couple of weeks away from the NHL draft, from the Seattle expansion draft. So a lot to cover, and summer guest season continues. Full slate, you can see the uh, the guest log on Twitter by following us at Lockdown Wild. That brings me to our first guest of the week and a voice that you'll be hearing regularly on the Locked on Wild airwaves, Zach Zeman. And Zach, good to have you along. What's happening? Thanks for having me on. I'm so happy to be here. We're, you know, we're full off-season mode now, and, you know, I'm happy to be joined with you, and we should get this started. It's, yes. It's, a, it's been an eventful off-season. A lot of, you know, little news stories here and there, but it's been exciting, and there's a lot to talk about. So I teased it in that there is a little bit of a new wrinkle uh, to the Kirill Kaprizov contract negotiations. For those that didn't see it, and honestly, I wouldn't have either if not for uh, a comment that a friend of mine made on a story on Facebook. Uh, Michael Russo made an appearance on the Daily Faceoff podcast last week. And he noted that the Minnesota Wild have made a couple of offers to Kirill Kaprizov's camp. Um, one was between eight and nine million dollars, I think, and the other was uh, right around the seven and a half million dollar range um, for a lengthy. I believe it was eight million or eight years, or somewhere right around there. But the point to take away from this is that they were both rejected by the Kaprizov camp, still hammering home that want to have a shorter three or four year deal to try to maximize potential earnings and free agency in a couple of seasons. So having heard that, Zach, let's start with your panic level on a scale of one to 10. Where are you at with the Kaprizov negotiations right now? I will say um, I really am not that panicked. I don't know. It's I haven't, you know, been that, you know, I'm not shocked to see that he's turning down these long deals. I, we knew he wanted a short term deal. We know he wants to be here for a little bit to make more money in the future with uh, maybe expanding, uh, you know, salary cap. Uh, 
I don't know. I'm probably at a little, you know, four. I mean, it, okay. it does hurt to see that he is rejecting these, that that's confirmed almost, that he's saying no to these big deals with us or the wild rather. And like, you know, it's, it's not the best news, but it is, it is expected. These were our first attempts at signing him, you know, here, you know, get us uh, like, these are our deals. Let's see what you like. This, this is our first attempt at it. Uh, you know, he's going to say, no, we, we kind of expected that it's, it's almost inevitable at this point that we are going to need to come down the wild are going to need to offer him, you know, a short-term deal, see what he thinks about that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it just shows that we're, we're, we're kicking it in gear and he's saying no. So is there any part of this? And this is a thought that I had um, in the car uh, yesterday, just kind of driving around. Is this telling at all that the wild are maybe a little concerned about their ability to give him that top line center in that three or four year window and thus haven't budged from the eight year deal that they've been offering. Um, is that a potential reason as to why they have been so steadfast in going the long-term route, as opposed to being willing to meet him with that three or four year deal that he wants? Yeah, I, I think we see Kirill Kaprizov. They see Kirill as a superstar. We would are trying to lock him up for as long as it can for, you know, as much as they like really can handle, uh, you know, we, we still have a lot of other people to sign necessarily at this, at this point in the off season, uh, Kevin Fiala, uh, you know, maybe we might trade him, he could sign him. He probably is going to ask for a lot of money. I can totally see that. Uh, so there's, there's definitely, you know, that's probably what they're trying to tell Kirill is that, Hey, we got a lot of other things to handle. Uh, will you be like, you know, work, will you be able to work with us on this? And, yeah. There's definitely a lot of other things happening. Uh, but of course, if you were in Kirill's shoes, you would want the short-term deal. You would want that, you know, chance to, to sign a newer deal, a bigger deal in the future. Uh, so there's no way of, you know, there's, I don't know what I'm saying. Anymore, but <laughs> yeah, If you were in his shoes, you would definitely be saying the same thing. So there's, there's obviously a head button going on there. Yeah. Uh, but it's good to see that it's happening at least, you know, we're getting there. Right. Well, and like the other thing too, is it's just, it's a math thing too. Like you sign an eight year deal. Now you're coming off of that at 32, you're not getting another eight year deal then. So if you do like a four year deal now get to 28, you do an eight year deal, then get to 36. And then you could still sign another contract after that. Theoretically, um, a shorter kind of bridge deal to uh, to further maximize your uh, your money mate. So it's just yeah. a math thing, and I think Bill's just trying to see if he can uh, can get the Kaprizov camp to kind of feel it, sweat it out a little bit, and uh, panic into well, what happens if what happens if this deal is the best one that we end up getting, and we say no to it, and then you got to go play in the KHL for like, I don't know what that would be. Not a lot of money. So not at all. It's, it's poker. And I, I did have a little bit of fun at the expense of some people on wild Twitter this weekend with, um, with that announcement that was made. And so, you know, I, I'm still of the belief that it'll happen. But when I did see that, I was like, okay, it's going to be a little more difficult than we thought. 
but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take some negotiations. Yeah, you, you got to meet in the middle somehow here. Wild might have to budge just a little bit if they really want Kirill to stay. Uh, it's it's just starting now. This is the first attempts at it. The Wild are offering him big, and he's saying no. So something's gonna happen. One side has to budge, and I can't see Kirill budging. I just can't. But I'm yeah. not too panicked yet. I'm not too panicked. Okay. Um, the other thing that I wanted to get to before we get to our game for the rest of today's show, uh, I saw another report that Kevin Fiala is looking for somewhere in the range of seven and a half million per uh, in a contract extension. So we are going to, we're going to get the kids involved here. We're going to go Goldilocks and the three bears. Um, and we're going to go the too hot, too cold, or just right routes too much, too little, or just right. Um, that seven and a half million per year figure. Where where does that stand for you? I don't know. I I don't like the seven and a half. I don't <laughs> think he's worth seven and a half. I, just, I I don't know. Maybe we haven't given him that you know that time on ice yet to to really prove himself and to for him to stick out. You know he he really didn't put up except like like he did put up great numbers, but they just they're not superstar level. I feel yeah. like that contract of seven and a half is for Capriza. I know, you, you know, to compare him to his teammate, you know, that's Caprizov money, you know, a little bit more than that is. And I really don't see Fiala, uh, you know, sharing that same F, like, you know, level. He's not the same level. I, I just don't know. I, I don't, I think he's got to come down. I do think it's too hot. I'm thinking maybe, Five and a half, maybe six. Okay. I just don't think he's seven and a half. You know, I, I think it's just a little too high, a little too high. Yeah, I uh, I would tend to agree. All right. We, when we come back, we'll take a look at uh, a what if game that I put together. Um, some scenarios that the Wild have made in trades. Uh, we'll look at whether or not uh, now we would still make the same deal or if the Wild should have tried to let things play out the other way. So that is coming up next. More with Zach Zeman coming up here on Locked on Wild. Oh, hey, just got my workout done and was going to chomp down on this delicious Built Bar. Wait, hold on. You don't know about Built Bar? Those amazing tasting and great for you protein bars? Wow. Well, I guess I'll try to explain it like this. Built Bar has nine amazing flavors. Coconut, Cherry barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. My favorite by far is raspberry. If you're not sure, though, which one is your favorite, just grab the mixed box, and you'll get two each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars amazing tasting, but they're great for you, too. Each bar contains 17 to 18 grams of protein, ranges from 130 to 180 calories, contains only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Plus, get this. Built Bar is the official bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your first order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing our conversation with Zach Zeman, looking at some what-if theoreticals for the Minnesota Wild in regards to trades that they've made over the last handful of seasons. So, Zach, what I'm going to do, I'm going to lay out a trade, and we then will basically just say whether or not we would still do the trade as it was constructed, or if we would have liked to have been given the opportunity to see things play out in the other way. And then if we get to where we would like have liked to have seen things um, 
be played out with the trade not happening, then I'll try to do my best to construct what that would look like. Um, so we'll see. This is going to be hugely theoretical, but (laughs) it makes for a good talker. So we're going to go with it. No, it's definitely fun. Let's start with the, one of the big trades that happened in the off season before this past season. And uh, that was the Marcus Johansson for Eric Stahl trade. And I remember the thought process of this trade heading into the season was that the Wild needed to try to find a little more speed. And Johansson brought the speed. He had a handful of goals. Didn't really offer much else in that regard. And Eric Stahl nearly won a uh, Stanley Cup uh, after going to Buffalo and then heading to Montreal near the end of the season. So let's start with this one. Would you have still done this trade? as currently constructed, or would you have liked to have seen Eric Stahl get a chance to fill that center depth a little bit this year? Yeah, I believe, you know, the wild hit their goal with this trade of, of getting someone who was fast and trading out there, you know, one of the slowest players on the team and Eric Stahl, but you know, Joe Hansen, I don't know. I, he just really, he, he was, he was quick. He really did bring the speed. He brought what we wanted, but did he really, put up Eric Stahl numbers like Eric Stahl did with us that one or a couple of years prior to this trade. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I really don't think this trade necessarily hurt us. Yeah. Uh, but it, it would have been nice to see Eric Stahl play with, you know, our, our number one issue this year was the center depth. And it, it would have been nice to see where Eric Stahl would have fit in our lineup and where he would have helped us out uh, in, in that sense and in, in that filling the center role. But uh, like I said, I, I definitely, I don't know. I just, I would have liked to see Stahl here, uh, but this trade really didn't, it wasn't just a huge uh, negative nor positive. It was just, you know, there. Yeah, for sure. It wasn't, it wasn't a trade that, you know, like killed the team or anything. And honestly, I was kind of going back and forth as to like what this would have resulted in. I think it is safe to say that, Parisi and Stahl would have played on the same line. I think one of the interesting byproducts from this trade would have been seeing Kevin Fiala paired with Nico Sturm on a line, which might have helped Fiala out a little bit more. But then I also worry about just if you have a line with like Bugstad, Parisi, and Stahl. Oof. <laughs> there is no speed. No, you're no, no. You're letting the teams right into your zone. Like there is just no offense, almost. So then your your like third line. It's it's like this. So you have three tires on a car that are pretty good, yeah. and then you have a spare tire. Now it gets the job done for now, but you can't put 250, 300 miles on that spare. Like you got to, so I don't know. I think, I think what the trade was initially designed to do, it did, but at the same time, yeah, I, I selfishly, I would like to see Nico Sturm paired with Kevin Fiala and Kirill Kaprizov. We'll never see it, but 
ultimately, I think that would be one of the interesting byproducts from that. But at the same time, I think that line being that slow that you would have had those three guys, I think that line becomes almost unplayable. Like oh you, you wouldn't God, have been yeah. able to play it in the Vegas series. Oh gosh, no. no so you would get blown by every second, every minute. You, yeah, you would almost be spending your whole entire time in your defensive zone. It, there would be, I can't see a ton of production. No, so of that line at all. It's that's brutal. So I think, I think that trade just ends up staying yeah. as it is. Um, another one, and I'm just going to mention this one because we really can't speak to it yet because. We still have one of the assets received coming up here in the uh, the draft, which is on the 23rd, the Jason Zucker trade, in which we received a conditional first-round pick. We were supposed to get it last year, but because the, uh, the Penguins opted to go this season with it, we'll have that first-round pick. I believe it's 26th. Uh, we also, in that trade, got Kalen Addison and Alex Gelchenyuk. So, I feel like, at this point, this trade is still a win for the Wild because Kalen Addison looks like he's going to be a good defenseman, a great defenseman, dare I say. And we don't know what we've got with this first-round pick yet. So, I, I would say that this is a trade we can pretty safely say we would do again um, if given the opportunity. Yeah, I, I really like this trade. I feel like sending Zucker out, you know, kind of make it and getting a conditional first rounder is like, all right, well, thanks for what you've done here, Zucker. You give 16, you know, you're great for the community, but we still love you, but we really got to root against your team. We have to get this draft pick <laughs> high for us. Uh, unfortunately, they made the playoffs both years, or the playing round, and then they made the playoffs again. So that, that pick was super low, low-ish in the first round. But no, I definitely do like this. Uh, I like how we get another first rounder. Uh, Galchenyuk, yeah, he was here for a year. He played. He played okay. I mean, yeah. you know, it's Alex Galchenyuk. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, Kalen Addison, a great fit to our defense. He's definitely gonna improve a lot. He's got a lot of, you know, Spurgeon Suter. You know, I mean, he's it's great leadership down there. He's gonna he's gonna learn and he's gonna prosper down. I really do believe he will become a stud and. I love it. I love adding him into this defensive core. Yes, for sure. And he's going to be a he's going to be a power play god when oh, he yeah. uh, when he gets to the point where he contributes on that. And it's going to be for two reasons: because it'll push Ryan Suter off of the top power play unit, so you're subtracting there and you're adding Addison in. Mm-hmm. It's it's basically like adding two impact players to your power play for just one. So oh, for sure, yeah, it's. That was definitely a win. I love that trade. I feel like we really are going to succeed with this draft pick. You know, it's trading assets nowadays. Maybe. We'll see. But, no, it's, it's always good having two first-rounders. Absolutely. We'll tell you what. We'll finish with our what-ifs. And I should mention I got inspired by this because of the new Marvel series, What If, that's coming out later this summer. So that, uh, that was my inspiration. We'll continue with our wild what-ifs next here on Locked on Wild. It's time to take your sports betting to the next level with BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. Major League Baseball is at the all-star break, but there are still plenty of games and plenty of at-bats to keep track of down the stretch, and you can do all of that at BetOnline.ag. 
You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, the NFL, and all of your favorite UFC and MMA action as well. So before the next pitch, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as your favorite teams push through their seasons. So head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code Locked On at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. We're joined by Zach Zeman. And as mentioned, you'll be hearing more from Zach here as we go throughout the offseason and into next season as well. We're playing Wild What Ifs, sponsored by the new Marvel show coming out called What If. And uh, I think it comes out sometime in August. Maybe it's October. Who, who knows? Who cares? I wouldn't know. I would not know. <laughs> <laughs> you're, not the, uh, you're not the elite Marvel Cinematic Universe um, yeah, yeah, fan not, that not, I am. Not quite. Yeah, that's I fine. Know. I never got into it. It's we'll fine. See. It's it's a it's a big commitment. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to go years in the past to start up. Twenty, thirty movies plus a couple of TV <laughs> shows. It's it's a lot of a time commitment, but you know we have fun with it. Um, so we had a couple of other trades that I wanted to. What if here today? The big one is the Paul Fenton, I believe this was Paul Fenton that made this trade, to pull in what we thought was going to be the premier center for the Minnesota Wilds by jettisoning Nino Niederreiter to the Carolina Hurricanes in exchange for Victor Rask. All right. (laughs) So... I'll tell you, I, this is one of the trades where I remember exactly where I was. You know, it's one of those historical <laughs> moments. I swear, I, I will tell you exactly where I was. I believe I remember. I was playing pond hockey. It, okay. And, and I, I, you know, you, 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 you skate around, you check your phone, you're like, oh, my God, we just sent out Nino Niederreiter. <laughs> and who? Victor Rast? I'd never heard of this guy. So, you know, it's one of those things where you hope to – I don't know. Well, I mean, we lost, we gained, you know, Rast is coming in here at a couple million dollars less or yeah. like a million dollars less. So we gained cap space, you know, maybe, maybe that's what they were thinking at the time. I really don't know what was happening, but Nino Niederreiter has been a stud with the Carolina Hurricanes. You know, they've had a fantastic team with him on the roster. As for us with Victor Rask, a lot of the fans are giving him crap for holding Caprizov back. You know, there's just a lot of, uh, attention almost I don't know I he just hasn't been the fit that we needed I I def I definitely don't really like this trade I I, I mean I mean that, that's just common belief at this point but you know I I don't know Rask just isn't it no he I this is one this is one that a hundred times out of a hundred I don't do the way that uh, that it was done I mean Nino had uh, multiple seasons with us, three seasons with us, where he played over 80 games and he scored 20-plus goals, including 25 goals the season before um, he was traded. And, I mean, he had 23 combined goals the the 2018-2019 season when he was sent to Carolina. 
injury shortened year and then the pandemic shortened year. He had 11 goals in uh, 2019, 2020, had 20 goals this past season, 56 games. Honestly, if they had an opportunity to redo this, I mean, he's 28, but how good would he look on a line with Kaprizov at this point? Like, yeah, Zuccarello did some really good things this past season and has since he signed here when he's played, but I think Nino would be as good, if not a better fit, with Kaprizov on that top line. Yeah, no, yeah, sending Nito out really just gives me bad vibes. Just remembering that is just a really, really not not a good reminder. And well, and and I was, I was definitely a casual hockey fan at that time. Which, and again, I tell this story from time to time just to wow the locked on wild audience. Like, I didn't fully, I wasn't like fully vested into hockey until COVID nineteen, and now here I am hosting the daily podcast for the wild. Like sometimes stuff just crazy, but I I remember getting annoyed when I heard about that trade too. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Mm -hmm. Like, cause Nino was one of my favorite players at that point. And dev um, from 10 K takes who will be on the show later this week. We'll preview the full guest list for the week um, before the end of the show today. Dev will be on. He like Nino is like his guy, and so I can only imagine his reaction when that trade went down to bring in Victor Rask, who has woefully underachieved since he joined. Yeah, the team. I remember seeing that notification on my phone, and it was like wild trade fan favorite Nino Niederreiter instead of just Nino Niederreiter. Yeah. Like, this is a dude who is a Minnesota Wild staple, and and sending him out for. The product we got back has not been good. <laughs> they had they had to go and rub it in. But <laughs> yeah. um, the final one that I wanted to get to this is truly this is the what if of what ifs because at the time really didn't know a lot about him. I'm sure people who were avid fans of the team maybe knew a little bit more, but we're we're talking the Golden Knights, the expansion draft deal to try to protect the likes of Matt Dumba and others. Alex Tuck being traded to the Golden Knights in exchange for a 2017-2018 third-round pick. And this was also culminated by the Golden Knights selecting, I believe it was Eric Halla yeah, in the it. expansion draft. So not only do you lose Alex Tuck, you also lose Eric Halla, mm-hmm. who is still... Here and there. Um, yeah, he's bounced around. He, yeah. He's still, he's still here. But this is just like th- this is just the example of, A, how much of a mess the expansion draft can be, and B, this is probably, this of the examples of trading away prospects, you have prospects that you trade away that never pan out, so you end up winning those trades. This is the other end, where you have a prospect that pans out pretty good, and it's just like there's really no surefire assumption that uh, that guys are going to pan out. But I mean, you look at what Tuck has done right around a 20 goal score for Vegas uh, the last four years. He's 25 and uh, he looks like he's going to be a real good player for those Golden Knights um, for the next few years. 
Yeah, uh, you know, Alex Tuck was one of our best prospects, if not the best prospect at the time. And, you know, you you trade him away and hoping that he won't pan out, like you just said. And unfortunately, if you put him on a conference, you know, champions team, a Stanley Cup contending team like that, he's going to evolve around phenomenal players at the Vegas Golden Knights put together their first couple years. And he will and he has improved immensely with that team. Now, if he was put, if we kept him and we did another trade, I don't know how that would work. But if we had, <laughs> if we had saved him, uh, would he have evolved the same with that wild roster? Yeah. So it, it's just, it's just a what if. And I believe this kind of reminds me of, you know, when we got Kalen Addison. You know, the Penguins never knew, you know, would Kalen Addison be, you know, a superstar in the future? Well, we can give him away. We can get Zucker for that. So this was kind of our belief, similar to the Penguins. And that, you know, they can have Tuck and hopefully Tuck doesn't work, but he yeah. does. And, you know, it, it, it hurts, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah, that's just that's just how it plays out. And so not to um, not to put throw salt in old wounds, but just figure that would be a fun way to start the week with just some creative what ifs um, in re- regards to uh, to trades the wild made. And trades the wild maybe shouldn't have made. So that's all the time we have for today, Zach. This was fun. Thanks for uh, for stopping by. We'll definitely really appreciate it. Yeah, it, it's it's the first of many. It's it's yep. exciting. Big off season talk heading heading our way this this off season. I don't know, but it, it's exciting. <laughs> I'm just happy you know, to get this opportunity. So thank you. It's always, For sure. It's always a blast. Uh, the rest of the week looks like this. We will have some uh, wild social media talk with Aaron Lowry coming up on uh, tomorrow, on Tuesday. Wednesday, we'll be joined by Dev of 10K Takes to, uh, to talk some wild as well. Thursday, we're going to have a mock draft with Gabe Foley uh, returning to the show to talk NHL draft. And then Friday, we got a surprise for those NHL Twitter diehards out there. Spoked Z will be joining the show to uh, finish off the week. And boy, I I got a hypothetical guest list for next week too that's going to knock people's socks off. So we're uh, we're continuing with summer guest season here on Locked On Wild. Make sure you don't miss a second of it by following us wherever you listen to podcasts, and uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Facebook as well. You can follow me, your fearless leader, Seth Topol, on Twitter at Seth Topes, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Um, that's it for today. Have a great rest of your Monday. Lockdown Wild is back tomorrow, and you can find brand new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.